Sushi. You've got mail. Frank Navasky goes to work and his girlfriend Kathleen Kelly watches him safely leave the house. She goes to her laptop. Her handle is Shopgirl. She has mail. It's from NY152. NY152 is Joe Fox. New York in the fall makes him want to buy school supplies. He'd send Shopgirl a bouquet of newly sharpened pencils if he knew her name and address. Joe's girlfriend, Patricia Eden, reminds Joe that night's event is black tie. He reminds her she's late. She leaves and he goes to his laptop. Shop girl goes online and her breath catches in her chest until she hears three little words. You've got mail. Joe's employee, Kevin Jackson, says on the Upper West Side they'll hate the big chain store that's out to destroy everything they value. Joe will seduce them with square footage, discounts, deep armchairs and cappuccino. Kathleen asks, doesn't Christina just love New York in the fall? Kathleen sniffs a pot plant and says perfect. You can't beat the smell of scotch tape. Christina asks what's going on. Kathleen says nothing at all. Dancing with the pot plant. She can't be in love because she's just emailing. Christina asks where they met. Kathleen went into the over 30 chat room. NY152 found her and they chatted about books, music and loving New York. Anything personal is off limits. Joe tells his father Nelson and grandfather Schuyler that their remaining competition is a mystery bookstore and a children's bookstore. Shop around the corner. Schuyler once dated Cecilia Kelly, the owner of that store, when she was alive. She had beautiful penmanship and was enchanting. Her daughter now owns the store. Two young children approach Joe. He picks up Matthew. Joe greets Gillian, who says she's going to be Joe's wicked stepmother. Nanny Maureen taught Matthew how to spell his surname. Matthew says F-O-X. At the carnival, children are having their faces painted, ducking for apples, throwing balls in jars, and hoops over bottles. Matthew wins some fish, and they have candy floss. Annabelle then sees the storybook lady, and they go inside. Kathleen's reading a children's book to those assembled at her feet. Afterwards, Annabelle wants the book Kathleen read out, and all the other related books. 
Annabelle says her dad gets her all the books she wants. Annabelle says Joe is her nephew. Joe says it's true. Matthew says he's Joe's brother. Joe says they're an American family. She's Kathleen Kelly, the store owner. Kathleen mentions the Fox books around the corner. Joe stops Annabelle from revealing they're the owners. Matt says F-O-X. Kathleen's amazed at this and asks him to spell dog. Matthew repeats F-O-X. Joe hustles the kids away. A book becomes part of a child's identity in a way that no other reading in your life does. Joe admits she's made him feel enchanting. He asks what Kathleen's doing in a photograph. She's twirling. She and her mother used to twirl. Kathleen asks Matthew if he can spell cat. Matthew says F-O-X. Joe maintains that it's nothing. Birdie says their store did $1,200 worse than the same week the previous year. Christina fears she'll have to move to Brooklyn. Kathleen says they won't fold. Miranda says defending the bookstore is just the sort of thing that would outrage Frank Navasky. At a party, Joe's there with Patricia and Kathleen's there with Frank. At the buffet, Kathleen accuses Joe of having rented the children and having spied on her. He guesses she sells about $350,000 worth of books in a year. She's alarmed. He says he's the price club. Only instead of a 10-gallon vat of olive oil for $3.99, he sells cheap books. Joe is then incredibly sarcastic. Frank calls Joe the inventor of the superstore and destroyer of city books. Patricia recognises Frank Navasky. His piece in The Observer about Anthony Powell was brilliant. Joe and Kathleen share disbelieving looks. NY152 asks if Shopgirl ever feels she's become the worst version of herself when provoked. Shopgirl's jealous. When she's provoked, she gets tongue-tied. He suggests they meet. Shopgirl always misses her mother at Christmas. It's worse this time because she needs some advice. NY152 asks what kind of advice she needs. Her business is in trouble. He says he's a brilliant businessman. He says go to the mattresses. From the Godfather. It means go to war. He says the Godfather is the I Ching. It's the sum of all wisdom. This is her chance to be fearless. She asks Frank 
to promote the store. Kathleen's bookstore is immediately packed with customers. Frank essentially wrote that if you save the shop around the corner, you'll save your soul. Frank's on TV saying the shop around the corner has a Jeffersonian purity to it. NY152 would still love to meet. Kevin reports that Shop Girl is actually Kathleen Kelly. Joe goes up to her. She's reading Pride and Prejudice and he makes fun of her. She says he has a cash register for a brain and a bottom line instead of a heart. She's aware she spoke her mind. Joe says it was the perfect blend of poetry and meanness. Kathleen says NY152 is totally different to Joe. He'll have a great reason for not making it. Joe's nothing but a suit. Shop girl asks where NY152 was. As she waited, Joe Fox showed and she was able to say the exact thing she wanted to say at the exact moment she wanted to say it. She was cruel, and she's never cruel. She says NY152 doesn't seem like he'd toy with her. He can't tell her what happened, and he feels terrible that she found herself in a situation that caused her additional pain. Kathleen decides to close the bookstore. Frank and Kathleen both discover the other doesn't love them, and they laugh. Frank's been seeing a TV interviewer. She says there's the dream of someone else for her. Patricia Eden says Kathleen Kelly and her situation were in the air. She'd make a great children's book editor. She has famously flawless taste. If she likes a book, it sells. NY152 says he got into the lift that night. An hour later, he got out, and he and Brinkley moved out. Suddenly, everything had become clear. There was a man sitting in the lift with him who knew exactly what he wanted. Shop Girl says people are always telling you that change is good. All they're really saying is that something you didn't want to happen has happened. Kathleen detaches the bell from the door and imagines twirling happily with her mother. Joe takes flowers to Kathleen. She tidies up and lets him in. He heard she was sick and was worried. He split up with Patricia. He suggests he put the flowers in water. George told him Kathleen was sick. He's revolutionising the place. You can't work in his department without a PhD in children's literature. Kathleen says when she saw Joe at the coffee place, she was waiting for NY152. 
Joe says she looked charming. She says she was upset and horrible. Joe says he was the horrible one. But Kathleen doesn't hate him. She asks again why he stopped by. He wanted to be her friend. He suggests she and NY152 run off together. Kathleen says she only knows him through the internet. Joe says he's happy for NY152 and thinks she should meet him. He hopes she feels better soon. It'd be a shame to miss New York in the spring. Shop Girl writes that they should meet. NY152 agrees, but he's in the middle of a project that needs tweaking. Joe says it sounds like he's married with three kids. Shop Girl asks if NY152 is married. He thinks her friends are saying that's the reason they haven't yet met. Joe supposes he's fat. Kathleen says that wouldn't faze her. Joe jokes that he has to be removed from his house by a crane. Kathleen says that's completely ridiculous. She says his handles NY152. Joe says he's 152 years old. He's had 152 moles removed. So now he's got 152 pockmarks on his face. Kathleen says she could never be with someone with a boat. Joe says he has a boat. Joe could never be with someone who likes Joni Mitchell. They both sit on a bench. He asks if she wants to bump into him on Saturday around lunchtime. She does. NY152 writes they should meet Saturday at four o'clock at Riverside Park. He'll be waiting with Brinkley. Kathleen meets Joe and tells him she's meeting her online boyfriend that day in Riverside Park. Joe says he's waited until she's absolutely convinced there's no other man she could possibly love. Shop girl heads to Riverside Park. Joe calls after Brinkley. Kathleen sees Joe and smiles, then starts crying. He tells her not to cry, calling her shop girl. She says she badly wanted it to be him. They embrace as Brinkley tugs on Joe's jacket. Starring Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, Greg Kinnear, rated PG, directed by Nora Ephron, released in the UK 1998, runtime 1 hour 59 minutes. <laughs> 